This is Ron Thurston, and today I am live in Malibu, California, with Misty Blasco, the president of North America for All Saints and John Barbados, and John Gregory, the global retail category development officer for Spotify. Welcome to Retail in America. This podcast is part of the Retail in America Tour, my year-long journey to discover incredible retail heroes all across the country, celebrating our retail culture, community, and careers. Go to retailpride.com or on Instagram at retailpride to see it all, including past podcast episodes, playlists, and future cities on the tour. I'm very excited to have this conversation with Misty and John today here in the Airstream. They're both incredible leaders in our industry and supporters of my mission to highlight retail heroes in their own unique ways. But before we get started, I want to thank the three important title sponsors for the Retail in America Tour and this podcast. Spotify Advertising. Spotify has grown to over 420 million monthly unique registered users around the globe, over half of which are supported on the ad platform. Spotify Advertising will help you reach and target your audience across devices, locations, and formats. Ubik. Over 300 companies in 80 countries trust Ubik to drive their retail performance at scale and get real-time visibility into multi-location, business execution, digitized task management, and consistent digital mobile learning for their teams. And KWI. KWI is the industry's only true turnkey omni-channel platform for specialty retailers. With over 35 years of experience, let KWI help you execute flawlessly with the features that matter most, including endless aisle, clienteling, mobile checkout, inventory management, e-commerce, and more. The links to learn about all three of these great brands will be in the show notes and at retailpride.com. And with that, let's get started with our conversation. Misty and John, welcome to Retail in America. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. So we are here on a beautiful morning in Malibu on the cliffs above the Pacific Coast Highway. And it's such a joy to have you both join us in the Airstream today. It's thank a pleasure. You. It doesn't get better than this. Yeah, It does thank not get you. better than this. You're welcome. <laughs> so I wanted to take a moment to introduce how I know each of you, because it's a great story of just the, the continued relationships that we have in this industry. And then we'll jump into your stories. So Misty, you and I met through Kristen Conklin who at the time was the GM of the Jean Varvado store in the World Trade Center. And she was a big fan of Retail Pride early on. And she's like, you need to meet Misty. And then I was out here last summer and I signed a bunch of books for you, for your team, um, and have just continued our relationship. Yes, it's been wonderful and to have you at the LA studio and yeah. continuing to watch your journey has been really a pleasure. So thank, thank you. Thank you. And we're gonna do an event together tomorrow night. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And John, I was on a podcast that you hosted for your internal teams at Spotify. I think it was early... About a year and a half ago, maybe? A year and a half ago. It sounds, mm -hmm. sounds about right. I think at the time, I didn't really realize what our potential future partnership was. And we attended a conference together. And when I thought about doing this and having Spotify as a partner, 
you were like, I love it. Let's talk about retail. Let's spread the news about retail in America. And Spotify has been a wonderful partner. Absolutely. I love the idea of hearing the stories from across the country for those who yeah. are involved in the business. Mm -hmm. So thank you. And you're meeting together for the first time. We'll do the event together tomorrow night. Lots of great things going on. Great. And I think part of the purpose of this conversation was really about music because the John Barbados really was rooted in rock music and the history of music. So maybe Misty, share a little bit more about the history of the brand. Yeah, so John Barbados launched in 2000 and it was a tailoring and sportswear brand originally and has now since evolved to a men's lifestyle brand. So that includes footwear, accessories, jewelry, bags, fragrance, um, so really expanded collection, which is wonderful. It's an American alternative luxury brand that's modern, but still stays true to its real core roots. So exciting to be a part of this brand. Yeah. And how does music play into the vision? Because music. you see it on the walls and the art and the, the way the store designed, it feels like you're in a music studio. Yeah. Music, all genres have been at the foundation of the brand. And that's what John loved at his core. So from iconic bands that have just electricity and spirit, like Led Zeppelin, Iggy Pop, The Who, all incredibly inspired by the collection. And our design team takes the music at the core and creates a collection. So pretty exciting to have yeah. that as inspiration. Very much so. And Misty, I know John Vorvedos himself departed the brand as a, an owner of the company in 2020. Um, so what can you tell us about just the product evolution without his specific hands in it. I'm sure it's, on, it's in very good new hands, but what does that look like? Yeah, we're so grateful to John. Um, he created an incredible brand um, and have left a legacy in the six creative collective that are designing for the brand. Mm. So I am so excited about what everyone is going to be able to experience in the collection, whether it be just knits to leather to soft jackets, essentials. They're continuing to evolve and elevate the brand and more to come, more to come. Wonderful. Yeah. And on the All Saints side, is there any kind of music inspiration? Yeah, we have a LA Sessions. So we take up and coming artists and we built actually our Beverly Drive store with acoustics to support music. Mm. Um, so we take down the back half of the store and it's a, a studio for musicians and we film there. So we've done all kinds of musicians in our location. So it is definitely something that's a part of the brand overall too. Wow, thank yeah. you. And John, how does music and retail you know, John Barbados and All Saints, but just as an industry, what's happening music-wise in retail today? Well, I think to describe, there's such a close correlation between fashion and music overall. When you think of the great fashion shows during Fashion Week, there's always an incredible bed of music that plays into the theme and to the, the excitement of the event itself. I think the same is true for shoppers. And anyone who was involved in that experience is energized by the music that surrounds the brand. And I think that's definitely the case for John Vervados. And I love the fact that All Saints has a creator community of their own. That's something that we hold very near and dear to our hearts. 
that idea of allowing people to do their own thing, create their own music or audio content, whatever it might be, and then give them a platform to distribute that to as many people as uh, can come and listen to it. Yeah. I love the connection of the John Varvatos brand, too, to the, the music and the artists and the history. It's like the one thing that you know drew me into the star. I'm a, a, a loyalist for the John Varvatos <laughs> brand. Just the fact that there's such a quality of the merchandise itself. Yeah. And you can mix and match so many things in the store that you can fill your closet and your entire wardrobe with the different pieces in the store. But it's quality merchandise, things you can hold on. As we were saying earlier today, I have a, a bag that I've had for 15 years of, from John Vervados. It's that quality of merchandise and the experience that's brought to life through the stores that really keeps me coming back. Yeah, that craftsmanship is so incredibly important. And we have some key categories that we take a lot of care in the quality which we choose from our Italian cloths, the you know cotton knits, you know, all of those things are really important. So the leather skins. So thank you for calling the attention mm-hmm to that and Definitely. the breadth of the assortment where you don't have to always come and get a leather jacket or a sports coat we have amazing graphics that are inspired by music mm-hmm. so many of them are bands that we love um, that we get to then share that with our consumer so I, I love the attachment to that Definitely. yeah so let's jump into a little bit about your careers and history because you both have our careers rooted in retail and people that listen to the show are very much retail enthusiasts, most, you know, a large population of people from stores. So Misty, kind of tell us a little bit about your journey. How yeah. did you end up here today? Yeah. So I had a dream of being a fourth grade teacher, specifically fourth grade <laughs> teacher, and was going to follow that path. Um, while I was going to school, I picked up a retail job at Wet Seal. I don't know if yeah. Wet Seal is still around, but I was a stylist um, on the floor selling the 10 points of selling you must build the fitting room and I loved it and I would come to the manager and say oh did I do well how did I do so that immediate gratification of course was really quite exciting at that time that's my part-time job I was recruited by another company called Claire's Boutiques um, where I grown up in the industry from being a stylist to a key holder to a manager BCBG, the limited brands, True Religion. So a wide variety of businesses where I've moved all the way up from being a district manager to a regional manager to now a president of two brands. So it has been the love that I have found in this industry and continue to be so grateful that it gets to be a part of who I am and, and what I get to do each and every day. Incredible. Um, my grandmother was the manager of Singer Sewing Machines. So it's quite an interesting story because All Saints, I've been with yes, for eight years. The sewing, yeah. um, the sewing machines are the symbol of that brand. So I guess coming full circle. But I used to visit her as a child and she that was my first introduction to retail, which I never knew that that was was going to be something that I would be doing um, and later learned that she owned a consignment store with my grandfather. So it's been something that I've seen it's in your blood. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. In front of me that has been part of what now I'm doing today. Incredible. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Each brand you just mentioned, I someone in my career comes to mind who I know has worked there or been a part of brands. It's, it's interesting how people move around within the industry and it becomes one big happy family. It <laughs> is. It's true. It I is. have certainly an attachment to Wet Seal because I was at Charlotte Russe okay. and you were my competitor. <laughs> Yes, I, yes, we were. <laughs> so as a regional manager at Charlotte Russe, the first thing I would do in every mall I would visit, which was most of this country, was visit Wet Seal mm-hmm. because we were always watching yeah. each other. But was, those were fun times, too. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks thank for sharing you. that. John, tell us a little bit about your journey. 
Well, I started my career in retail back in the 1980s in the, the last century. I, I used to hate saying that, but now it's like I say it with a little bit of pride <laughs> that I've, I've survived retail for that long, right? <laughs> but I, I started my career with the May Department Stores Company, which is currently part of Macy's, yeah. Inc. But at that time, it was a holding company that owned regional department stores across the country. So I, I learned the, the business there and from there moved to uh, New York to the big city and uh, was at Bloomingdale's for many years, worked for Tony Spring, who is now the, yeah. the CEO of the brand. And from there, moved to a different retailers, Ann Taylor. I was back at Macy's Inc. Mm. at the time when they were creating the national uh, footprint for the brand and have since moved to uh, the digital media uh, publishing side of the business, acting as essentially a, an, an in-house retail specialist. Uh, I was at AOL for several years. Uh, Pandora, the uh, other streaming, the other streaming uh, <laughs> service in the U.S. for about five years, and I've been at Spotify for the last five in more of a, a, a global role, yeah. doing similar types of things. Yeah, and tell us a little bit more about what's happening at Spotify. There's some really new podcasts that I've listened to. Oh, it's, it's a lot it, of great things. It's incredibly happening. hard to keep up. I have to tell you that the, <laughs> the, the organization is very dynamic in the changes that are being made and the innovations and the, the technology and the content that we bring to life on the platform. Podcasts have been a very important part of the mix for us lately. Kim Kardashian uh, podcast that recently launched has been a big hit, as well as the Meghan Markle uh, Archetypes uh, yeah. podcast series. So a lot going on there. Right? Exclusive to you. Exclusive to, to yeah. Spotify. And it just keeps rolling from there. We're always bringing new things into the platform to keep people interested and keep people uh, keeping our audience growing. Similar to how you would merchandise a store, really. You have to keep it fresh and keep it new and keep people, give them reason to come back and, and hear more and buy more for from that perspective. Um, and the most recent acquisition for us has been uh, moving into audiobook space, which is going to be a big opportunity for our listeners uh, going forward. So mm. constant change, you know, every day is a new day, kind of like, you mm -hmm. know, growing up in the retail industry. So it's a very exciting place to be. Yeah. And it's such an exciting time, I think, in the history of retail. And I've said that many times in the, the idea of all the technology, all of the new ideas, all of the maybe supply chain challenges, everything that we're facing today. Here we are in the holiday season of 2022, and it's never been more exciting, and I think it's never been harder. And so you you mix all of that together and say, yes, your business, John, has to continue to evolve. Misty's business has to continue to evolve. So my question is really, maybe Misty, I'll let you take this. How do you see the industry today? As you sit as the president of these two brands, what gets you really excited and where do you see maybe some challenges? Yeah, I think it's been quite a journey since COVID where we were furloughed and locked down and, and separated from one another. We've come back and almost hesitate to get as close to the customers as we have in the past, you know, specifically in the fitting rooms yeah. where we used to get in there and tug on the garment and and get in there and try, and try to support how to style and, and those things. I'm really excited about this holiday because I think we've come past some of those hurdles mm -hmm. that were giving us anxiety. And now we can really celebrate the holiday for the first time in a really long time together. I think what's evolved and, and the harder part, I'm a true retailer. I've been in retail, as I said, for 35 years. And, and the acceptance sometimes at the store level to think broader and not just in the store around wherever the customer wants to shop, 
we should be happy and not have to kind of guess they're only going to shop in stores or they're only going to shop online. We should be ready and available for wherever the customer wants to shop the brand. And that's, I think, the evolution in which we need to continue to embrace. Mm -hmm. But what you say it in your book in regards to community and what an, an amazing place to be in a store where you get to share yourself with others. And there's so many wonderful um, relationships that I've built, not only with my team, but with the customers that are in, you know, coming into our environment. It's just powerful. And I think if you're having a bad day or you're a good day, you get to feel good getting into something cool from whatever brand um, you're shopping yeah. and to make you feel a bit better. So I mean, community is really big and really unifying the experience overall and not just siloing it to an in-store experience or a channel experience. Yeah. So um, that's how I see kind of it evolving and yeah. exciting to now get back together again away from some of the things that we've been experiencing. The other part is there's a lot of external factors, um, but when you're in a store, it's the place that you can run away from all of those it's things. so true. It's yeah. a safe, safe, a safe place. place. You're right. Yeah. I love that you brought up community because as I've traveled the country, large city, small city, retail is the heart of every community in this country. And you maybe make that assumption when you live in a big city, you know, that retail's all around you. You know, I lived downtown by World Trade Center and retail was everywhere I was in New York City. But you go to small towns and that's where it started. They're literal main streets. And so that's where community builds small city, large city, all of it. And that store is the place where you probably know someone that works there. You know their story. You very, know their family. Very social activity, yeah. right? Very I mean, going social. back to the general store you know, yes. back in the you know late 1800s, that's where people actually went to communicate and to meet people and yes. get the gossip for the you know <laughs> the day. So <laughs> it's, it, it's it's uh, entertainment, social. It, it's uh, what brings people out. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. John, what's um, what are you seeing? as the industry trends overall in retail, as you speak to so many retailers. Consumers have more options now than they ever had in the past. And to some extent, that was a result of, of COVID. I mean, the, the industry has gone through cyclical dips and peaks over the last you know 30, well, for all time. Right, yeah. And re retailers have to step up to the plate and deal with those situations as they see fit to, to survive and move into the, the next decade with their consumers. But COVID was a much different experience. It required a whole different connectivity between brands and their clients to keep them interested and engaged while the only you know means to shop was online. So yeah. I think, as you said earlier, that it was important to have that constant outreach, even through COVID, with your loyalists to make sure that they knew you were there and we'll be back. And as you see now, we're back in the stores again, and yep. hopefully this holiday season will be back to normal. But because yeah. there, but there's so many more options right now to right. shop, even within a brand, that you have to make it as easy as possible and is have that continuity of brand expression through all those touch points and, uh, yeah. and customers keep coming back. Yeah, you know? it's really true. Yeah, and the the entertainment value, you're right, shouldn't be relegated just to the store. You know, I think that idea of live shopping and chat functions and shopping on Instagram, wherever your customers engage, Misty, to your point, it has to be interesting and, and creative and new and ways to acquire new customers all the time, which I'm sure you're 
it's high on your priority list. Yes. Always. Um, the point that you're making around, you know, no one is specific to one brand anymore. They shop multiple brands mm-hmm. to create their own unique individual style. So it's about what do we provide from an experience standpoint? Everyone always asks me, who is your competitor? And they want me to say another retailer. And truly it's entertainment. It's travel. It's I want to take market share of someone's suitcase, exactly. um, not competing with the next retailer down the road. So right. I think we have to think in those terms around, like you said, entertainment and experience mm-hmm. and make it, you know, fun and real and a place where people want to be a part of that. I John Barbados um, has done an incredible job with building loyalty and their local communities is where the families come and they hang out and talk to the teams and they're a part of their family. Um, and that's what's really so exciting to be a part of for me is not just a transactional environment, but really a place where you can come and feel a part part of something bigger. Yeah. And Misty, you just came off a big store manager conference in New Orleans. Yes, I'm still on a a really big high. (laughs) We brought all of our general managers and our assistant general managers to New Orleans. um, And we wanted to come to a place where we were inspired by music. Um, So, um, And away from any other store. So no one had to worry about us all being in their store to be critical Uh. about what's going on (laughs) in their business. But they could go and just be free and clear to enjoy each other. It's the first time for John since 2018 that they had been together as one team. Mm. So the power of that with not just the general managers, but the creative collective was there, all of the leadership department managers. And we came together to talk about, and we have three pillars that we, we discuss, product, marketing, and distribution. Okay. Um, and those are the three factors that we are always looking to improve and accelerate in the business. So those were the topics in which we we covered. But the main topic day one was the customer is boss mm. and making sure that we were all aligned, that we will continue to take the customer feedback and make sure that we're creating action around that feedback so we can continue to improve. Mm-hmm. So that was a really big session. Um, of course, uh, product day two was always the team's favorite day because the creative collective was sharing all of the incredible product that's coming for resorts for winter Mm. and then we have some really special gift items that i can't share here yet Um, you'll have to come into stores to get them but um, they're really incredible that you'll want for yourself as a collectible as well as a gift for others so it was quite a wonderful time together in new orleans yeah And what was your goal around bringing those assistant general managers? Because that's a bold move. Yeah, communication is a challenge in the the business. And what I mean by that is not effectively communicating, but making sure that all that we're working on is going all the way down to every level of our team. And we have a challenge with sharing information with the general manager and it not, you know, kind of making its way all the way down to our our stylist population. So as a key business partner, because when that general manager is not in the store, that is the next in line and they are making decisions for the business and I wanted to make sure that we took them in as a partner and then they understood where their place was and how important they are to not only Q4, but the business overall, so they could hear it firsthand. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the store associates are just, are just so important in, yeah. in retail. I mean, you can have the best merchandise in the world, but if the store experience and the interaction with the store staff 
is not acceptable or just not appropriate, you'll never come back. That's right? so key. It's so, really, yeah. yeah. It's all relationship. But no matter what happens from a marketing standpoint, the experience that's the most memorable is the person standing in front of you. Yeah. They may love the marketing and they may love your Instagram and it may drive you in, but what you remember is who you engaged with. Yeah. And yeah. and their level. You may not they may be the general manager, the assistant general manager, or a brand new seasonal hire but they represent the brand. Absolutely, at every level. We have a, an employee in Melrose that has been there for 20 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and all of the customers always right? say, yeah. oh, it's just incredible. And the amount of tenure in that brand is incredible. And it's exactly what you said. If I'm a consumer that's coming in and I see the same person, I'm not explaining all over again, here's what I like, here's what, you, you just start moving on and, and, and building those relationships. But when you have someone new, the trust isn't there yet. Um, so I think that we have uh, definitely a head start in John Barbados with the team that we currently have that has been established and really believe in the brand and want to share that with our customers. Amazing. Yeah. Any future goals that you can share for either brand? Oh my gosh, there's all kinds of goals. Um, I think the thing that we're focused on most in All Saints is supply chain. You know, we really need to make sure that we're nailing that down from start to finish. There's been some pain points at the end that we've had to face in regards to making sure that the customer was getting um, the, you know, we're keeping up with the demand. We just launched a new platform at uh, John Barbados. So I'm very excited about what that's going to bring digitally. Our business is a higher percentage of in-store than it is online. And because it's a luxury product, you want to come into the store and try Absolutely. it on. And so we didn't have quite an ease in regards to how you engage with us online at John Barbados. So that is a big project that we're really excited about getting off the ground just last week. Um, so I'm wow. excited to see what that's going to bring to the business. Okay. Um, but I think talent is the number one focus for me right now. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we have the right people engaging consumers every single day in every one of our stores across both brands. That's the most important, but uh, more to come, I know, for all of us in the new year. Great. Yeah. Anything you could share about KWI as a partner? Oh, yeah, they're an incredible partner. I wanted to bring notes because I can't even tell you how many things that they do to support us. You know, we get monthly dashboards um, in regards to our sales, so we know exactly what's going on in the business. We have all of our equipment in store mm -hmm. um, is through KWI, so how we take care of the customer, our printers, all of that equipment. The most important, though, is the foundation that they create for us to allow us to do business in store, online, and at our 3PL uh, DC. So it's an incredible seamless. partnership and very seamless. All the pipes are connected. Yes, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we right. have, you know, a really great partnership. So behind the scenes, we know that we'll be protected. That's so. an interesting point, though. I mean, the idea that the infrastructure of operating a store or retailer in general is so important in relation to the, the customer service yeah. that yes. unless you have your act together and all of your information available to, at your fingertips, it's much more difficult to serve the customer in the store unless you have all the information available to yeah. you on an ongoing basis. Yeah, they protect all of our customer information. So we are we can do the VIP clienteling. We can surface, you know, what they've purchased in the past. So that availability from a data standpoint is critically important. And the mobility at John Barbados, which has a, an edge on All Saints, is I don't have to take you to the big clunky till in the back to ring you up. I can take care of you in the front of the store. So the shopping ease um, across the environment is also quite um, slick and it's due to our partnership there with the technology. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. John, what kind of new future ideas can you share about Spotify? 
Well, we're you know, constantly evolving, and <laughs> you know the ad-supported side of the business is yeah. is growing in importance for the uh, overall company, and you'll be seeing a lot more experiences and content and ad products actually that will be coming into the the environment over the next uh, twelve to eighteen months. So we'll have different options, more robust options for our clients to participate on the platform itself, from audio to expanded video capabilities and right. video uh, distribution of. Uh, advertisers, as well as uh, display and visual elements that we are leaning into. I mean, I'm sure you, you can imagine when you're on the Spotify platform and you're looking onto your desktop or your mobile phone, those are the, the leaned-in visual moments where we can add so much more texture to a brand's r- registration in the marketplace. So in addition to audio ads, we're seeing a lot of interest and engagement in the, the visual aspects of the platform as well. So you'll be seeing a lot of advancements uh, from that standpoint. Fantastic. I'm excited about audiobooks. As someone Me who too. has a large book library and then moving to living in an RV to an Airstream, I had to get rid of everything there I owned. There you go, right. <laughs> and so all Safe of my storage. books are you know, either audio or you know, downloaded now. Well, it, it's, it's a new way that I'm absorbing everything that I read. Not only do you save space, but think of how green that is to Correct. be consuming a book through audio cues or even visually uh, as opposed to actually have buying a book and the paper involved and the production and the inks and everything. It's actually a, a very interesting innovation from a, a you know the green perspective. Yeah, very much so. I've had a lot of fun creating playlists in all the cities that I've done, which was your idea, John. And yes, I, was, I threw that in the mix. Yes. yes, that was very much your idea, but I've had a lot of fun doing it and thinking about like what's unique about the city, what, um, and I've engaged with even some of the retailers of like what music, a gentleman that was just on the podcast, Josh Hagquist from Prana, is a musician. So I actually had him audit the playlist from Seattle and Portland, where we did an event, like, does this make sense? And I added him into it. So I think this idea of like collaboration and thinking about music and local community is very much retail, but it's very much about how we engage with Spotify platforms. When you think of how much data retailers collect on their own customers, you know, when they buy, what they buy and so forth, we have the same opportunity with our listeners. We know, yeah. know when they're listening, the, potentially the mood they're, they're in when they're listening based on the content they're listening to. You know, So th- there's a lot of information that we can use to help fine tune those types of playlists and so forth that are most appropriate to local markets or a brand based on the vibe that they're trying to bring into the marketplace. Yeah. We have a lot of information that can help, uh, help those conversations along. That's great. You know, I wanted to maybe turn this to be a little bit more personal and think about your just journey as a leader. So are there any stories? Who's been the biggest inspiration in your career? Oh, wow. I think I started with my grandmother. Um, yeah. I started there, just the hardworking and she is incredible, now 97 and mm-hmm. incredible with people. And I always watched and emulated some of the things that she would do as she engaged others and made them feel a part of her family, which I I always wanted to make that a part of what I would do. But mm-hmm. I have been inspired by so many individuals. I've learned from a lot of people, sometimes things never to do. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've been lucky. I always ask, you know, who's your mentor? Do you have a mentor? And for me, I've had individuals along the way that have helped support me. I think about when I was a store manager, I didn't have district manager experience and someone took a risk on me and gave me that opportunity based on how I performed as a store manager to trust that I would be a great yeah. district manager. So I've had that in my career as well. But I think the biggest 
biggest inspiration for me is being in stores. I'm in corporate. Um, we call it LA Studio or Spring Street for John Varvatos. We don't call it corporation. Mm. Um, but I like to get out and be a part of what's happening with our teams and our customers. Now, I don't know if the teams back in the office like when I do that, because when I come back, I'm like, we've got to do this better, that better. This. <laughs> um, but Just I learned so <laughs> much. I learned so much. So I have quite a few mentors that have led the way for me and helped support me along the way. But I think for me, my personal inspiration is just what I get from the people around me. Mm -hmm. It gets me up every day. I have to wake up at uh, four o'clock in the morning to get to the office by 530 because it's a global brand for All Saints. So there's a team in the UK that I'm corresponding with. So the day starts quite early. And to do that, you, you need to feel really good about where you're going. So I think there's many stories. I think the biggest uh, mm-hmm. reward is seeing people. I have now people that work for me as stylists and floor managers that are VPs of companies. Yeah, that's that's rewarding. Yeah, that definitely. That's when yeah. you take such great pride in, in being a part of each other's lives and the power in which everyone has to influence and train and develop and be a part of what's happening with each other is so powerful. And I think sometimes that's taken for granted. I was just going to agree with you on that. I think we don't appreciate it and we don't even recognize that we're doing that. And I've had those experiences on this journey this year of just seeing people along the way who I've worked with or have worked for me, who I don't think I even realized yeah, like that, the impact that I had. That's so and true. And you see them a decade later and they tell stories about kind of what you did for them. Yeah. That is so um, nice. Yeah. It's so nice. And, you know, it feels really good at this, this stage in, in our careers. But when you're younger, you'll almost wish that someone had said, take those moments and really think about the influence that you're having. Same. When I was a new district manager, some of those people I'm still very much in contact with. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yet it seemed I, to have a positive impact. That is so true. I, when I hear people say, well, when you said to me, yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, there's such responsibility in our, our words um, yeah. and to make sure that they're the right words. And sometimes you have to use your words a bit more stern to get across what is necessary to be done or accountability and, and all of those things. But knowing how to balance that, I think for my team, they always say to me, as hard as I am on them, they know that I'm doing it for a good reason because I truly care about each and every person that works for me. So it's yeah. not about you're a number and you need to get to this next number. And so I think it's it's truly about that. But I do get taken back at times when I don't realize what I said resonated and, and they remember <laughs> right, it years right. later. And I thought, oh gosh, good thing that was a good thing that I said. <laughs> They're watching even if you didn't know no, it. No, it's very true. It's very true. It's very true. John, tell us what gets you going every day. You And you have to travel the world. You have a big schedule. Yeah, I, I've been very busy since uh, joining Spotify, traveling around the world, uh, yeah. representing the brand with retailers and with the industry. Um, but a lot of the same similar themes that you mentioned about just having good people along the way who either corrected the path or you know celebrated the things you were doing well. So it's about surrounding yourself with people who uh, aren't afraid to tell you what you need to hear sometimes. And I 
tend to be very aggressive some moments, and I've had people who've helped me get past some of those difficult mm-hmm. moments when I may have overstepped. So I'm very lucky in my career. I'm very happy where I am. And in retail, no two days are alike. So you're always learning something new, and that's uh, both good and bad. I mean, I've learned as much in my career about how I don't want to behave as much I, as I <laughs> have about how I do want to behave and who I do want to emulate. But I've had some really good people along the way. I mean, the days at Bloomingdale's were very important in my career. Listening to Mike Gould talk about marketing versus promotion. I mean, mm. the world of difference, uh, which is sometimes lost on the retail industry. Mm. Tony Spring as well, who I worked with uh, for years at Bloomingdale's. You know, both great guys, v- very uh, approachable and willing to teach uh, in those moments where you need to hear things that, that will help you move on in your career. So I've been very lucky and uh, and I'm very thankful. That's It's really, people like that have, have helped me make it to where I am today. I, I'm very, very thankful. And you're doing the same for others. I hope so. I mean, that's one thing that I have learned along the way, that when someone reaches out to me on LinkedIn or through email about, look, I'm in a tough spot. I need some help. Do you know someone who can help me with my next job? I I never hesitate to respond. I think that's the least I can do to help people who are in a tough spot and and maybe need some some guidance or some words of wisdom. I guess we can say that at at this point in in our careers. But I'm I'm always willing to help as much as I can, you know. And it's a sign of you're almost a, a mentor for the industry in many ways. And same, I, I get those messages from strangers of like, I heard you, I like your approach, I would really love some advice. And I, I always say yes, because <laughs> at some point you you support someone making a decision that may change their life. Absolutely. And like the power that, that comes with that and the responsibility, I take very seriously. You know, as someone who spends a lot of time you know, on LinkedIn and, and using formats like this and the Retail in America tour, if someone needs something, that's why we're here. And I, I've learned along the way that, you know, retail isn't for everyone either. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be yeah. a tough business. It's ever changing. Every day is a new day. It can be challenging or exhilarating, yeah. depending on how you look at it. And that's not right for everyone. I've actually have in my career counseled some people into looking at different career paths and and they were thankful for that but i think it's you know you have to be prepared in the retail industry for for challenges both good and bad right right and there's a lot of pride in that absolutely you know i think when you look how hard it is you know part of retail pride is do you understand how many skills you have absolutely be proud of how wide your skill set is be proud of the impact that you have on others absolutely your customers and that was a huge lesson i learned when during my days at bloomingdale's everyone in the organization whether you were a manager or ceo you had to spend time in the stores during certain times Mm -hmm. of the year that's where you really learn what retail is all about. I mean, true. it can yeah. be it's like trench warfare sometimes <laughs> in the store itself, especially in a big department store like Bloomingdale. So yeah. you really learn what the, the salespeople are up against on a day-to-day basis with uh, customer interaction and re- even like returns. It's like there is just so much that goes into just serving the customer. I will forever be grateful for having had that experience. Yeah, no, that's so true. At Holiday, I make all of my team members in the office come out and work the stores during Black Friday and, you know, picking up clothes off the ground in the outlet and and all of those things to appreciate when we come back what they're doing um, Mm -hmm. out there in the front lines and helping support drive this business. So it's critically important. And when I first joined eight years ago, All Saints, my office was in New York, so I would walk down every day after work and work in the Soho location.
person to understand how to run the till, how to greet, how all of those things so that I could get a better understanding of how do I then help support make the right decisions for the business. So it's all there that you learn so many things and, and a diverse amount of things, um, not right. just siloed to one. Yeah. 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 And when you spend that time in stores, you have an appreciation for maybe why they didn't respond to your email, you know, so quickly, you know, why I've been in that situation of like, I don't understand why I don't hear back from the store. I'm like, they're not at their desk, (laughs) just just like you are, just be prepared. And so when you spend time in stores and learn what the the day in, day out, the challenges, the time efficiencies, all of it, you have a different thought process when you're in an office about what it means to be in the store. Yeah, that's so true. It sounds like both of you do that incredibly well. I mean, how do we make them free and clear to just take care of the customer? But there's so many operational things that you need to set to be able to give yourself the ability to to be free and clear but we sometimes pile those on um, and we're making a lot of mistakes in doing that because we're causing distractions uh, more than you know right. a good experience yeah right yeah so i wanted to thank misty for you for being here today and your kind of undying support of retail pride i really very much appreciate it early on when we met last year and your just continued support of this tour and i'm really glad and grateful that you came today no ron thank you so much and thank you for me- allowing me to be a part of this when you wrote the book my whole story was unfolding every on every page um, I had to share it with the team um, so thank you very much and um, I even brought it today so that you can sign one for me but it's such a, a great point of reference when you feel challenged or um, you know you have questions of is retail going to be the future to go back to what you wrote about why it's important and why it's still here and exists and how much we love it you and I both love it and I know so many others love it so uh, thank you very much for letting me be a part of this thank you my pleasure and john thank you you and spotify advertising and your belief in me and this tour and what we're doing and why we're doing it and i'm very grateful absolutely i mean we we were a believer from the the get-go when we first spoke about this i think it's a it's a great opportunity um to really explore retail at the grassroots level i mean big and small retail is a very important part of culture uh, in America and across the world. And for that reason, I think it's a, it's, it's a, an important story to tell and all the people that are involved in the business itself. Thank you. And Spotify just announced some big, important numbers. Yeah, what can you share? Yeah, we, we just released uh, our, our earnings and uh, things continue to, to look up. I mean, our, our audience is uh, you know, approaching uh, 500 million registered users across the globe. Wow. Almost 200. I need to update my, yeah. my line <laughs> yeah, exactly. here. Yeah. It's, it's, right now it's 420. I 420, know the number yeah. very well. That's how quickly we grow, <laughs> yes. Uh, so it, and we're in almost uh, uh, you know, the 200 markets, so the, the, the sun never sets on Spotify. That's the way I look at it at this wow. point. And you'll continue to see uh, innovations and additions to content uh, to you know own the audio space. And with that, we'll have increased listeners along the way. So all good news. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. Happy holidays. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. I want to thank Misty and John for being on the show today and to everyone for listening. I want to thank my producer, Roy Peretz, and Dean Albach, the audio engineer for Retail in America. Subscribe at retailpride.com. Follow me on Instagram at retailpride to see all the details about the Retail in America tour. And with that, keep your retail pride strong, and I will see you on the road. <laughs> <laughs>